Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf Travelers Championship this week. And we will talk about that in a second. First of all, well, I don't know whether we talk about the US Open first or Elk Your Hat, but at the end of the day, when you pick the winner, you can wear whatever the hell you want. <laughs> well, I'm back, Diane, from being camping. I was at the Frio River. Um, yeah, when you're a winner, you can do whatever you want. You know, I've had so many people text me last night and say, you've got to go on right now with Diane and do an emergency press conference, talking about two winners in a row at Secret Golf. But... You know, I, Sam and I got to play golf together yesterday, and then we went and got our dinner. <laughs> Diane sat down for a Father's Day uh, watching the golf together. And, you know, um, it was always in my mind going to be about a three-horse race. I was sort of hoping that Ricky Fowler would, you know, win this tournament. Rory McIlroy was lurking. He played exactly sort of how he should, thinking maybe that Wyndham Clark may stumble. Uh, it was sort of emotional, uh, mm -hmm. highs and lows watching Wyndham because he was moving fast and I was texting with some of his friends and we got to get him to slow down. We got to get the caddy to slow down. And it was just for us, it was it was a very uh, enjoyable afternoon. In the end, it was just all about Wyndham Clark's just tenacity, Diane, just hung in there. He had a he had a spiritual helper. His mother was with him. It was on Father's Day. He fought hard. We talked about the pressure, the gauntlet that he went through a month or so ago to win down in Quail Hollow. The guy had the perfect curvature for this course. He putts very well. His caddy played in the Open Championship. All these things came together, Diane, in a spectacular way, and it was great for him to see him win. It really was. And he had said at the start of the week that he was going to play cocky. And I loved that. You know, at the end of the day, when you're going out to win a major and you're you're surrounded by such big, well-established <laughs> names, you have to 
play like, hey, I deserve to be here. And he knew that he had beat them all at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo Championship not long before. So he did great and a very, very worthy winner of the US Open. It was, uh, of course, emotional. But to have Scotty Scheffler creeping, Rory McIlroy, obviously, Cam Smith was right there, who had amazing shoes on on Sunday, by the way. <laughs> I knew that you were going to... I think that... I think that was that was all about the 67 with those shoes. Talking about cocky, Diane, imagine playing with Jack Nicholas and Lee Trevino and Tom Watson and Ben Frenchel. Talk about cocky, those guys, Lanny Watkins, I mean, Ray Floyd. I mean, my era, if you don't have that, then you don't have anything. Yeah, I know. It was great. And Ricky Fowler, what a tremendous week for him. I know disappointment in the end, but... Ricky is back and it's, you know, to see him contending in tournaments, contending in majors again, obviously, you know, he's got the Players' Championship under his belt and he's still looking for that elusive major. But Ricky back in the mix is such a great thing for everyone. Yeah, and when I was studying the strokes game through three rounds, it was interesting how Ricky Fowler got to be in, in the lead, Diane. He was doing it with approach play and putting. And we know I've always thought as Ricky Fowler was a really good uh, putter of the ball, but I thought, well, this is a little tricky because I don't really think of Ricky Fowler as a you know a superb iron player, great driver of the ball, plays well, all of that. Yes, put together, a couple of loose iron shots early on seemed like you know is this you know is this going to pull him out of the out of contention? It certainly did. He got himself a couple behind. We saw the course was not letting anyone catch up. The two guys that were up ahead, Rory and and uh, Clark, it was going to be a fight to the end with the last three or four holes, Diane. Uh, Wyndham Clark made that superb uh, three-wood shot on 14. Rory McIlroy made a terrible slip-up, hit a wedge, buried it in the lip, got a drop, made a bogey, and it cost him. Yeah. And, you know, Rory McIlroy has got to be walking away, Diane, thinking – what do I have to do here? These young guys are slipping underneath me and taking over what I want. And I think in the end, it's going to help him because Rory's gone through about three or four different Rory's. When he first came on the tour and Tiger was up here, it was easy for Rory to run up the mountain and chase Rory, chase Tiger Woods. Mm. And then when Tiger wasn't out there and Rory was on top, he didn't really sit that mantle that well. And he, he's proven that he hasn't won in nine years a major. He's prolific winner on the PGA Tour, but he's don't know if he's super comfortable with that. Now there's guys that were Rory chasing up the hill under, under him, and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's interesting to watch. He clearly wants it. He wants to to win, but I didn't feel the raw the rawness that I was looking for from Rory that I got that I saw from Clark. Clark was raw. He was ready. He was he was he was in the moment. And I always tell I, I told Sam after it was over. Let's watch the trophy ceremony. I want to hear the first thing out of his mouth. And he said two things that hit it with me. One was his mother was with him the whole way. He was using her to play, and he dreamt about this moment his whole life. When you put those two together and you've got the good golf going with you, yeah, pretty hard to not focus, Diane. Yes, yeah, that's the magic. Um, what did you make of LACC? So we talked about the course, obviously, in the build-up. We were joined by John O'Donnell from Johnny O last week, who's a member of LACC. Um, but the, I think it started off the week, that very, very strong reaction to the course, and people were loving it. But as it went on, um, 
you know, there was a few negative comments. Brooks Kepka said that he wasn't the biggest fan. The crowd atmosphere didn't seem to be that of a, a normal US Open or a, a normal major. What, what did you make of it all? Well, I think there'll be some post-mortem, uh, you know, studies made from the USGA and what they did or did not do wrong. We talked to Johnny. I said, how do you make a score on this course? He didn't really tell me that you're supposed to blitz the front nine and then hang on for dear life on the back nine because that's kind of what it was, Diane. Uh, we saw guys go out in 29, Tom Kim. Uh, another player yesterday went out in, I think, 30. Uh, terrific scoring. But then on the back nine in the last three in particular, really difficult uh, sort of – I was looking at the yardage, Diane, and, and it was obvious to me that um, Gil Hans, when he redesigned this course, he wanted 200-yard shots coming into the greens on the second shot. And honestly, 200 yards for these guys is a six iron, mm -hmm. five iron, six iron, seven iron. Um, so it was good. I mean, they had to hit quality shots coming in. And, and it was, uh, you know, it came down to, uh, you know, gravy in the sleaze on the uh, podcast for, yep, sleaze is one of his best friends. He was on XM radio. And I told him on the 17th hole and texting DM said, there's basically a guy standing on the back of the 18th green with about $50 million check and a piece of hardware betting Wyndham that he can't play the last two holes in eight strokes. And he goes, man, I never thought of it that way, but if he could play those last two holes in Papa, he was going to get all the goodies. 360-yard mm -hmm. drive down the left side at 17. Very nervy second shot, got away with it took the wedge out and chipped it stone cold. I was so impressed with uh, Wyndham Clark's chipping, Diane. And then 18, plenty of room off the tee, <laughs> took a hard 7-9 in there, and we were all wondering if the guy could two-putt with all the, the crowd was coming around the green and all the world to see, and he ran it up to six inches away, and it was over. I know, it was great, really good. Great, great champion. And we've had three of the four majors, one more to go, which is the Open Championship in England in just a couple of short weeks. Um, before then, we're talking Travelers Championship and we have another designated event this week with a $20 million purse. The big names, obviously, all traveling from L.A. to Connecticut. The only ones really missing it this week, Jordan Spieth, who won this tournament um, in awesome style with that bunker shot that we're never going to forget. Um, he's not playing this week. Hatton's not playing. Sam Burns, Justin Rose giving it a miss. But um, the travelers, you always talk about it because this is one of those tournaments that the fans love. There's always a brilliant atmosphere. We're not going to be lacking in a crowd atmosphere this week, but the players love this event and to see it elevated is just good for everyone. Well, they love it because the travelers people do so much for the players. My children, Diane, I know I've told you this, thought that the travelers was the best tournament in the whole world because when, they, when we registered, they had a a gift bag for each child with their name on it, very thoughtfully done for girls and boys, et cetera. And the town, when I played it back in the 80s, early, uh, mid-80s, Diana, it was a Sammy Davis Jr. tournament, 18, of course. More people go to this tournament. I would say the Phoenix Open is by far the most uh, attended tournament. I would say Hartford would be probably second most. Mm -hmm. It's a tale of two courses. We've got a course that sits up on top in old potato fields or uh, cornfields and then the other nine drops down by the river and there's all sorts of scoring opportunities the last four holes are awesome the 15s are drivable 16 17s nasty around the water and then of course 18 so 
just a lot of people, a lot of fun. Uh, but more than anything, the travelers people are dying. I think they still send Christmas cards and birthday cards to my kids. And my kids are married and, you know, down the road a long time. They're awesome. Uh, my brother won this tournament in 2016. So he always loves going back there. And it's always his birthday. So it's his birthday on Wednesday. They give him a cake and they make a big fuss about it. So it's. They, um, don't, they, don't, they do not miss uh, anything at the travelers. What I did see last night at the US, uh, last week, sorry, at the US Open um, on Sunday was that all the fathers, um, the US Open had given them ball markers with their kids' names engraved in them, and they were stuck on their lockers on Sunday. So you know, all these things, nice little touches. But yeah. so you mentioned it, and we talked about the course. This is one of the shorter, shorter courses that the guys play on the PGA Tour. Um, Xander Shoffley won it last year. Remember, we were, well, we wanted Xander to win, but we were cheering for Sahith Gala. <laughs> and he kind of, you know, threw it away with a, a bad choice on 18. Um, but, you know, JT Poston finished runner-up here last year and then went on to win the John Deere Classic a couple of weeks later. So, you know, we've had some fantastic winners here. We've had great drama down the stretch. Harris English with that eight-hole playoff with Kramer Hickok. So, you know, not only is this a great tournament, there's always a real developing storyline as we reach the end of Sunday. Yeah, and it's not over with four holes to go. I mean, it's, as I said, the 15th hole is a super hole. We, we say that the greatest grandstand in all of golf on the PGA Tour sits just to the left of the 15th green at Hartford, Diane. It's a traveler's tent, sits out in the water. You see the 15th, you see the 16th par three, and then of course the 17th, you can walk around the other balcony and see those three holes right there, and then walk around the other and see the 18th tee shot. So it's the greatest guest uh, uh, place to, to, to watch golf. Uh, it's a super place and um, the scoring is going to be low. It always is low. I'm looking at my sheet, Diane. I'm, I'm thinking about who am I going to pick this week. We're going to go for the hat trick, if anyone knows what that is, other than me and you. Uh, <laughs> three, three, winner, three, three winners in a row. But I got to have birdies this week, Diane. It's a very low scoring tournament. Mm -hmm. And how do I get birdies? I've got to have putters, and I've got to have guys that hit a lot of green, get a lot of chances to make birdies. So that, that's what I'm thinking about right out of the gate here. But, I mean, when you look at the past champions here, we've had a real variety of winners. I talked about my brother, who's not exactly one of the longest hitters, Kevin Streelman. Remember when he won, he birdied uh, all the last seven holes to win by one, which was incredible. This is where Jim Furyk shot a 58 in 2016 as well. Chez Reeve has won. But then uh, Bubba Watson was a three-time champion here. Dustin Johnson. So, you know, big hitters and short hitters have lifted the trophy um you know what, what are your thoughts on that because the rough is known to be pretty bad here so you do have to keep it in the fairway yeah i like i like a course that has different champions you it's not a muscle course you it's a lot of dog legs a lot of drop-offs you hit it over a hill and drops down here and then the greens off to the sides so it's a position course you don't have to drive the ball perfect thus dustin johnson bubba watson all these guys that Got plenty of power. And then, of course, you've noted your brother and Chez Reeve, just, just plotters that hit it down in the fairway. It's a second-shot golf course, Diane. You'd have to be thinking about 
hitting 15, 16 greens in regulation, who can get the ball close enough to shoot five or six under? Could you check the score for me, uh, for Alexander Shoffley last year on the total? Was it close to 20 under? Is that 19 right? 19 under. I'm thinking 19. Let me just check. Um, yeah, so we're talking about basically four or five under par each day, Diane. We're talking uh, plenty of opportunities. There's a few tricky shots on the golf course. First hole's a little bit tricky. Number two's a birdie hole, but you can get in trouble. And you work your way around this front nine. But all the scoring seems to happen from about 13 on. 13's a par five. You can reach. You've got the train tracks down the left. You've got water on the right. You've got water all around the green. Guys just demolish that hole with a good drive. But then 15, you can drive on in one. And hang on on 17 and 18 because 17's the one of the narrowest tee shots with the water lurking down all the way down the right side. Okay. Well, as you say, we've had two winners in a row. I had Nick Taylor at the RBC Canadian Open. Then you had Wyndham Clark last week. They were both 60 to 1. I'm like, is that a sign? Should we be looking at guys that are 60 to 1 this week? But um, we're going to get into our picks and we're going to go through the odds. Um, obviously, with this being an elevated event, we could talk about everyone. <laughs> They're all teeing it up this week. Um, and this is what I love is that the guys that I want to pick, I was expecting their odds to be a lot shorter than they actually are. So that's good. Um, do I have a 60? No, I have a 70 to 1 this week. Um, but I got a 150. Okay. Okay, well, let's get into it. Let's start with our picks. So we'll do outright favourites, ones to watch, and then, of course, those dark horse long shots. So do you want to kick things off with your outright favourite this week? I do. Uh, all the guns are here. Ram's here. You know, Ram played okay last week. I think he was a little off slightly. I'm not exactly where he was off. Can't really point my finger whether it was driving or irons or whatever. But I'm kind of looking at Patrick Cantley, and I rarely look at Patrick Cantley until later in the year, you know, FedEx Cup champion a couple of years ago. Uh, Cantley plays really well here. I'm looking at, Diane, I'm looking at birdies. Lots of chances to get birdies. So I'm looking at strokes gained approach. I'm looking at strokes gained on the greens. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at history on this golf course. Yes, I almost talked about Alexander Shoffley. Will he go back to back? He could. He showed me a lot last week. He played well at the Open. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Cantlay. He's never finished outside of the top 15, Diane. 13th, 13th, 11th, 15th, 15th. Um, Finished finished, uh, tie 14th last week at the Open. Is it time for Cantlay to sort of make a few and, you know, drive it down? I know he looks like a robot and I know he swings like a robot. He doesn't smile and wave to anyone, but I just got a feeling Diane, uh, and, and you know how this goes for me. Uh, I'm going with Cantlay. He's okay. uh, what is he? 25 to one is a pretty good odds, uh, for a guy of that caliber. Is that true? Yeah. 25 to one. And remember last year, he was only one shot back, um, after Saturday, then he had a disastrous, not a disastrous, but a bad Sunday to finish what in the just inside the top 15. Um, so Patrick Cantley at 25 to 1 is a great pick this week. Again, Cantley is one of those guys I thought would be around about 12 to 1. So 25 to 1, love it. And as you say, he has excellent course history here. 
I am going with a guy who's been playing really well lately and I am astounded to find him at 40 to 1. When I tell you who it is, you're going to never believe that he's 40 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood. After finishing fifth at the US Open last week and then losing in a playoff to Wyndham Clark the week before, um, he's had two additional top five finishes since March. Tommy Fleetwood at 40 to 1 to me is just amazing. So I'm 100% getting on that. Well, and of course, he tied the lowest final round in US Open history yesterday with a 63. Tommy Fleetwood to me, Diane, is very interesting because. You know, I'm sure that he is thinking 100% the way I am. It is time for Fleetwood to raise a few trophies. Yes. I mean, he has never won in the U.S. He's a super player, and he must be thinking to himself, you know, what am I doing? I yeah. mean, why aren't I winning? I mean, these young guys are coming up. They're winning. I mean, I tell guys all the time, Diane, when you play really well, you should win. I think you should win. I don't know if Tommy's converting that in his head, but I know this. He's ready to be working with Butch Harmon. His swing, he used to he used to swing and keep his head down for a long time. You remember you could almost the ball would be in the air and the head was still down. He's he's moved that through. Uh I can't really say he should have won in Canada because that was a foregone conclusion by the Canadian golf gods. Yeah. Uh but yes. I love everything about Fleetwood. I think Fleetwood's having a little bit of a rebirth here, Diane. We need we need Fleetwood to pick up a trophy. I think he looks different too. I think he looks more confident and we're seeing emotion. Like yesterday when he was making putts, you know, you're, and we saw it at the Canadian Open too, obviously, you know, two times where he was in contention, not really in contention in the US Open, but an amazing Sunday to boost him up that leaderboard. You know, we saw the determination and the fist pumps and um, seventh in strokes gained total right now, 10th in strokes gained around the green, 23rd in approach, 24th in putting. I mean, his numbers are brilliant. Um, you know, he's only played this tournament twice before, finished T13 in 2019. Um, but as you say, he's knocking on that door of victory and momentum right now just got to keep rolling. So Tommy Fleetwood, as I said, 40 to 1 this week, I think is amazing. If I was... In the Fleetwood camp, one time I would hit every flag, hit at every flag for the, the half the tournament and see what happens. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I would try to hold out every second shot. I wouldn't play safe. I, I would change my strategy. If I'm playing that good, try to hold it. Yeah. I mean, that's what Butch Harmon, that's what Butch Harmon's telling him to do. I can promise you that. Okay. Right. So I'm taking Tommy Fleetwood 40 to 1. By the way, these odds are obviously at the time of recording, so they might change a little bit. Um, and then Patrick Cantley at 25 to 1. Right, ones to watch. So guys with slightly higher odds. Um, my pick is 70 to 1 this week. How about you? Uh, you're going to have to tell me. I think you know it. Oh, I think, it's, you're I think I'm back. as well. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. yep, right. Well, do you want me to kick it off? Do you want me to go first? Yep, I do. Yeah. You're going to like my pick as well. I'm pretty sure of it. Because 70 to 1 for a guy that's won this tournament before finished 
top 10 last week at the US Open and has two top three finishes since March. We talk about Tommy Fleetwood revitalizing his game. This guy has done the same. I am Harris English picking this week for my one to watch. Um, he had yeah, some time back. off. Yeah, I mean, he he's had back. injury, rehabilitation. Um, the form that we saw him in, in 2020, 2021 was just amazing. He won the Travelers in 21. Um, as I said, that eight hole playoff with Kramer Hickok. He knows this course inside out. This is his 10th time playing. Um, you know, last week his putting was off the charts. <laughs> I mean, he's 14th in putting and we track the trends as well. He's been 24th, 27th, 23rd. And, you know, yes, the, the problem start for him right now is off the tee. However, it's been steadily getting a little bit better <laughs> over his last couple of tournaments. Um, and, you know, winning here before the putting, everything just kind of like, as we were just saying, turning around for Harris English after that poor period and being injured. The odds of 70 to 1 were too good to ignore for him, so I'm going to take him as my one to watch. No, it's a good pick. Harris English, uh, I, I love watching him play golf. He he grinds it out. He's a good player. I love it. I can't believe he got those odds. I'm, yeah. I'm picking a man this week, Diane, that I spoke to in my locker room that's a future member of Champions Golf Club who was the one on 18 last year, the 72nd hold, had made a rather poor decision out of the left bunker off the tee. I'm talking about Sahith Fagala, mm -hmm. who drove it in the left bunker uh, off the tee, 320 yards, and decided to hit a wedge, uh, try to get to the green out of the most impossible, you know, lie that ever you've ever seen, cost him the tournament. You know, I talked to him. I said, look, I, I talked to him in the locker room the other day. I said, well, I play with a lot of aggressive guys, but the most aggressive guys I've ever seen would have pitched out and they would have tried to win it a different way. I want you to do the same thing. You can be aggressive whenever you want to, but I said, let's win the tournament first. Let's not do something. If, we, if, if you're in Vegas and we're going to roll the dice on this guy doing what you were trying to do, yeah, not going to work. So he, he got the message. That doesn't mean anything, but he was very respectful and nice. I'm picking Sahith this week. He has such good stats, Diane. He's got what I'm looking for, 28th in putting, 50th strokes gain I'm talking about in, you know, approach to the green. He's a very long hitter. 126 is where he loses some strokes to the field. However, he knows his course really well. He scores here well. He almost won the tournament last year. He showed me enough last week at the U.S. Open, Diane. Let's see. He was... 27th last week. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking all about Sahith. He's gonna win. Oh, yeah. uh, is he Wyndham Clark? Wyndham Clark kind of came out came out of a window that we weren't quite ready for. We followed different kind of trends, whether it's Fleetwood or Fowler or mm -hmm. Thagala. Uh, we know that you know Cameron Young is gonna do it, et cetera, et cetera. Some some are on pause, some are on elevator straight to the top the gala is on the elevator still right now yeah. and he's young he's fit he's strong he's not gonna be fatigued that's who i'm going with i picked him last week for the u.s open um, 
we're we're both huge fans even before we knew he was joining your club <laughs> and I remember last year we were both screaming at the TV when he hit that bunker shot on the 72nd hole and we were texting don't do it no. <laughs> he was back and forth don't do like, it no anyway you know you learn a lot and he's going to go back to this course maybe thinking that like that was one that slipped away last year and take the confidence you have to have a short memory don't you forget about the bad decisions and the mistakes another thing he told me in the locker room was he said he's so um intimidated and appreciative of how much talent is on the tour whenever he arrives at the golf course for thursday Mm -hmm. There's always someone six or seven under, and he he's always shocked, but not shocked that there's someone six under for the day, seven under for the day. He he's very realistic about what's going on on in the course, and I think maybe he thought he had to do too much, Diane, to get that win, and, and that's mm-hmm. a little bit what we talked about. But I hope the kid gets back into contention and then plays it, you know, maybe a little bit more like Wyndham Clark did the last three holes, just. Let's just play it. Let's just play golf. And he's a birdie maker. Sahith knows how to make birdies. And we know the scoring is going to be low this week. So Got to have that this week. 70 to 1 for both of our guys, Harris English and Sahith Tagala. Okay, dark horses. I'll let you go first with your dark horse this week. So I've guys, got a great dark horse this okay. week. I know. Kind of <laughs> not proven... Uh, winner or not proven yet but i'm looking at a kid diane that is way down the list at 150 to one and he has the most outstanding stats in strokes gain in fact he is starting to better his stats by the week i'm going to give you just a little example okay uh if you don't mind here he was 102nd Around the green six weeks ago in strokes game. Now, Diane, he's in the top 40. That is a monumental chipping lesson he got somewhere, and that's the kind of thing that we're looking for. Uh, his putting six weeks ago was he was 36, and now he's in the mid-20s. His strokes game total, he was 58 six weeks ago. Now he's 40th in strokes game. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what that means. He is two strokes better than everyone else in the field. Uh, He's two strokes ahead of all the average guys in the field every week. I'm talking about Andrew Novak. Okay. Diane, he is 93rd on the money on the FedEx. He had a ninth place finish very quietly at the Canadian Open, Mm -hmm. playing some pretty good golf this summer, sort of an untested, really good set of statistics behind him and this is exactly what we're looking for this is like going to a lake where no one else has caught any fish and we kill them with the fish <laughs> i just thought of that just i just thought of that just then. i mean with um, the, the frio river hot that was the perfect analogy <laughs> bingo andrew novak 150 to one i am going down to my bookmaker to have a little chat with him this evening yeah, that's great. And, you know, not only do we track the trends and the stats, but you track these names and he's a name that you've seen on leaderboards throughout tournaments. And as you say, that great finish in Canada just a few weeks ago. So Andrew Novak, brilliant pick. I love my dark horse this week. And I have to tell you, when I first picked him, he was 125 to one. 
he's 90 to 1 now, but I, we, we're going to let it slide. Yes? <laughs> yeah, that, we'll let you slide on that one. You're going to like this because you kind of mentioned him earlier without mentioning his name, but Austin Eck wrote... He was one of the guys that shot 29 on the front nine at LACC on Sunday. <laughs> I forgot it. We were on the sixth hole. Sam and I were playing at Champions, and he just turned to me. He said, Austin Eckbro just shot 29 on the front nine. We said, we're going to put our phones down. We're going to enjoy Father's Day. But he said, Dad, you need to know this right yeah. here. Well, he finished uh, tied for 10th in the end, which is amazing. Um, he's had a fifth place and a runner-up finish this season. But finishing 10th at the US Open after shooting minus five on Sunday is incredible. And the confidence he's going to take from that is great. So first of all, I completely love that. Secondly, I had a look at the yardage breakdown of shots and... 20, I think it was like 27% of approach shots, which was the highest, come from the 150 to the 175 yard range. He's fifth on the PGA Tour in that stat category. So I was like, check, check. Um, I mean, that's really it. I, I looked at his stats. His numbers are brilliant across the board. I mean, 23rd in strokes gained off the tee, 42nd in strokes gained total. Um, these are really good and they're all really trending in the right direction. So 42nd in strokes gained total would put him about... Uh, about about three strokes ahead of everyone for the week. Yeah. And 0.75 times four. Yeah. The, yeah. the great thing is, is tracking the trend patterns, he's getting better every week. So the numbers are consistently improving. Um, so I love it this week. Austin Eck wrote, as I said, I got him this morning at 125 to one. So people are obviously uh, jumping on Eckroat and he's now about 90 to one. But follow that because it might go up a little bit before the tournament starts on Thursday. But he's going to be my dark horse this week. That's a great pick. I hope we go 3-0. and But if we don't, we don't. But uh, we are definitely uh, been on a bit of a roll, Diane. We have done our homework and we are picking trends and we are picking players on the rise and... That is the way to do it in handicapping golf. Yeah, and you know we we you touched on John Ram, but um, Xander is playing again this week. Rory's playing. Ricky, you know, could Ricky Fowler tear it up again this week and actually cross the finish line? Um, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark's back in action this week. Tony oh, Finau. I mean, that's a thing. We have all the big names playing, um, apart from Jordan Spieth, and it's a shame that he's missing the Travellers. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's another amazing week of golf following the US Open. Yeah, it's a great it's a great event, as you said. Like I said, at the top of the show, is my kids thought this was a major. They thought it was the greatest event ever. Half is not the greatest town. You went up and did a, a, a – I think an event for the Golf Channel, and I sent you to the first and last pizza tavern, which was the greatest pizza in the world. So there's some little nooks and crannies, Diane. If you have the right attitude and you go to Hartford and you get the energy from the crowd, you can just smoke them up there. And, and you know, I, I, I never miss Hartford. It was a great event. Kids have certainly made me go, but it was awesome. Yeah, I've been a couple of times, and that time was... 
uh, just after COVID when the PGA Tour restarted and it was like strict protocols to a T. So, um, but I, I went before that when it was uh, definitely a fun, there was a lot of cool little parts of Hartford to explore and um, yeah, I loved it. But we have our picks set this week. So I am taking... Tommy Fleetwood, Harris English, and Austin Eckroat. You have Patrick Cantley, Sahith Tagala, and Andrew and Novak. And if we win three in a row, I'm going to have balloons. Yeah, never mind the fishing hat. It's going to be all about week. the balloons. <laughs> it's going to be all about the balloons. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a, a tube floating hat, not a fishing hat. It's a, right. You float the the, the frio. Sorry, a float the frio. There, <laughs> you should have that on your t-shirt. <laughs> the frio. Oh, yeah. excellent. Right, okay. that's what we're going for next week yes Frio. hey clever that was the perfect ending to the show right thank you so much for watching and listening to the tour report next week it's the rocket mortgage in detroit so we'll be heading there we'll be talking about that tony finau winning last year that was the big netflix episode but um, we'll be back with all of our picks next week right here on the tour report sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply